Our scripture reading is going to be in Philippians chapter 4. I'm still getting, trying to get, re- get used to this right-handed Bible here. I'm being left-handed. It's hard for me to turn it. I'm going to read the first nine verses there. Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved, and long for my joy and, cr- and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my beloved, dearly beloved. I beseech Eurydice and beseech Antiche that they be of the same mind in the Lord. And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labor with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again, and <clears throat> again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known of God, unto God. <clears throat> and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do and the God of peace shall be with you. The uh, thought <clears throat> is something similar. I can't remember if it's Brother James, Brother Glenn said something that the Lord doesn't do anything without purpose. And this is the title of the, the, the lesson is without cause. <clears throat> he didn't do anything that doesn't have a cause as well. And so when we think about what Paul says here in the, the reading we had, he gives us a list in verse 8 of those things that we're to think on, those things that would cause us to think more about the Lord, what he's done and how that he has prepared for us. And then <clears throat> he goes in verse 13, as we're all familiar with, I can do not all things through Christ which strengthens me. So everything that he desires us to do to complete that cause that he has set things in order for, that we can do it all through the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and, of course, we he goes on to say, talking about the things that they uh, communicate with him and all that, he didn't desire these things as a gift, verse 17, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. So he desired these fruits that come forth from a believing people, those that he addressed the letter to and to us, that... These things that we do, as we uh, comprehend somewhat of what the Lord tells us to do and how to understand those things, that we would be steadfast, we would think on these things and realize that what we can do in the behalf of Christ is only through Him and by what He provides for us. In verse 19 of Philippians 4, it says, But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And so we know that that doesn't just say, not talking about our physical needs, but it's our spiritual needs as well. Those things which God has prepared for us that sometimes we don't take advantage of, but they're there. And he's called us to come to him, to seek his will, to seek his guidance and those things which we need in all facets of our life where it's dealing with people, dealing with situations, 
dealing with ourselves quite often. <clears throat> excuse me. That we go to Him and seek those things. Now, uh, we're going to read some scripture out of Ezekiel chapter 14, and I'll be reading them from the paper rather than from the Bible, <clears throat> just because I can see them better. But <clears throat> y'all can follow along. Ezekiel 14, beginning at verse 20, it says, Though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, as I live, saith the Lord God, <clears throat> they shall deliver neither son nor daughter, they shall, but they shall deliver their own souls, by their righteousness, talking about how that the Lord's, uh, what we do doesn't affect anybody else as far as our righteousness other than our witness. <clears throat> For thus saith the Lord God, how much more when I send my four judgments upon Jerusalem, the sword, the famine, the no- noisome beast, and the pestilence to cut off, cut off it, <clears throat> cut off from it man and beast, <clears throat> yet behold, Therein shall be left a remnant that shall be bring shall be brought forth, both sons and daughters. Behold, they shall come forth unto you, and ye shall see their way and their doings, and ye shall be comforted concerning the evil that I have brought upon Jerusalem, even concerning all that I have brought upon it. And they which and they shall comfort you when you see their ways and their doings, and ye shall know that I have not done without cause, all that I've done in it, <clears throat> saith the Lord. So when we read these verses, as have been read to us many times in Bible studies, we have a thought, or my thought will today will be centered on the uh, verse 23 where it's talking about that he hadn't done anything without cause. In this situation, it was for correction of, of Israel. And we see that over and over in the book of uh, <clears throat> judges and, and other places where he caused correction to be had that these people might adhere to what he has commanded and all that. So when we back up to what we read in Ezekiel 23, <clears throat> we know that, <clears throat> that there were some people present there. Uh, in verse 2 of that same chapter, it talks about certain elders who had set up idols in their heart and who uh, did such things that uh, they, they were terrible things, and, and the, not just the physical idols, but those things that were within their heart. Whether we would call that iniquity, things that we plan and we do. And <clears throat> so really, <clears throat> God is saying, what need is it to come to a prophet of God to seek things of him? Because God's not going to really hear you when you got that thing in your, in your heart. And so he, through the prophet of Ezekiel, lays out just what the answer that Ezekiel's supposed to have to him. In verse 1 and 2 of that same chapter, it says, Then came certain of the elders of Israel unto me and sat before me, and the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, The Son of Man, these men have set up idols in their heart, their idols in their heart, and put stumbling blocks of iniquity before their face, should I be inquired at all by them? So he's saying, why do they come asking me? They've already set these things up. Should I give them an answer? And he says, therefore speak unto them. This is the Lord speaking to Ezekiel. And say unto them, thus saith the Lord God, every man of the house of Israel that setteth up his idols in his heart, putteth a stumbling block of his iniquity before his face. 
And we might say it puts that stumbling block before everybody else as well. Same as it does today. And and cometh to the prophet, I the Lord will answer him that cometh according to the multitude of his idols, that I may take the house of Israel in their own heart, because they are all estranged from me through their idols. Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, Repent and return yourselves from your idols, and turn away your faces from all your abominations. So he puts forth that call of repentance, just as it's set forth in pulpits, even today, every day. And <clears throat> the call to repentance, repentance is seen throughout the scriptures with warnings about idolatry, about presumptuous sin, iniquity, those sins we think about, plan for, and then we prepare, and either through deed or thought, we commit those sins, those sins of the heart that hide from others the ones that nobody can see that we do, whether it might be somebody that's lusting after a certain thing, they don't don't vocalize it, they don't set it before or tell it to anybody else, it's a secret all within their heart, but yet it's still a sin. So he's calling to turn away from these things, and even as it does today, and uh, the Lord said in Matthew 5, 7, ye hypocrites, why did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, these people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but, in, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. This is an example that came forth in Ezekiel where these men come to the prophet like somebody would come to the church bringing their Bible, but really in their heart they're out fishing or whatever they're doing. They're not really honoring God in what they do and how that they go about their lives. So it's an admonishment to us to, to not do those things. In 1 Corinthians ten twelve, we use this quite a bit, but it says, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. Amen. So we're told to take heed to God's word that we don't fall in the same picture that we see described in Ezekiel verse seven, uh, 14, 7, where it says, For every one of the house of Israel or of the stranger that sojourneth in Israel which separateth himself from me and setteth up his idol in his heart, put a stumbling block of his iniquity before his face and cometh to the prophet inquiring concerning me. And I, the Lord, will answer him myself. As we read, it's the Lord said he'll put forth the answer. And not not always is it verbally. Sometimes it's in action. The cause that that he sets forth to correct us. And that's kind of the point of what we're looking at. In verse 19, it said, And if the prophet be deceived when he has spoken a thing, talking about false prophets, those that uh, would set things forth contrary to what the Lord, and say, This is the Lord's word. This Thus saith the Lord when it's not. I, the Lord, <clears throat> excuse me, and I will destroy him from the midst of, of my people Israel. And they shall bear the punishment of their iniquity, and the punishment of the prophet shall be even as the punishment of him that seeketh unto him. So that uh, punishment, the situation, the chastisement, whatever the Lord deems, he does it because of the cause of deviation from his word, just as he blesses us for the cause of the things we do in righteousness, as much so as we can in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
in verse 11, it says that the house of Israel may go no more astray from me. Isn't that why he corrects us? That we don't go astray. That we don't deviate from those things which were taught, even as Paul said over in Philippians, that follow me and mark the ones that do the things that I do that because I follow after the Lord. Follow the examples that's been set. <clears throat> and he says, neither the... Uh, let me read that again. That the house of Israel may go no more astray from me, neither be polluted any more with all their transgressions, but that they may <clears throat> be my people, and I may be their God, saith the Lord God. When we talk about being polluted, we know what that is. And that's pretty strong language, I think. When we're talking about what they're doing, the lives that they lived, but yet they maybe came to the temple or they came to the worship of God, but their heart wasn't really in it. It was just an act to go through. Uh, and <clears throat> as we talk about hypocrisy, people don't even realize it sometimes, I think. And we might not realize it sometimes when we uh, are not as, uh, as a, uh, attentive to God's word as we ought to. <clears throat> So we think about that again in Romans, I mean, First Corinthians 10. It says, verse 11, Now all these things happen to them for examples, and they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. So there's nothing that's written over that's not important. It's for our admonition, our, our learning, our, uh, as it says in one place, schoolmaster, that we look back, we see it pointing to Christ, but yet we see the, the deviations from God's word that happen throughout these many uh, thousands of years and that is still here with us because we're living in that, that old body with that old man dragging around with us, even though the Lord has worked to work in our hearts and we desire that work to be in others. So therefore it gives us a, a greater need and understanding that the example that we set and the live that life that we live thinking on those things that we read over in Philippians. <clears throat> We're all familiar with the Second Chronicles 7. <clears throat> Brother Glenn brought something on this the other day. But we know after the dedication of the temple, uh, the word of the Lord came to Solomon. And he said in verse 13, If I shut up heaven and there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among the people. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, <clears throat> then I will hear, the, hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Yeah. Now my eyes shall be open and my ears shall attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. So the Lord set forth the fact that those prayers made and given to him in righteousness because he sets all the criteria in verse 14. And it's not <clears throat> something that's just said and forgotten about or said and expect God just to act on it. He calls us to live in a certain way to uh, represent him in a certain way and that <clears throat> if we think about it the first thing is that we're humble before God 
that we're not high-minded. We don't think about our own self-righteousness or how good we are or what we have done to do certain things as uh, <clears throat> Nebuchadnezzar did. This, look at this great babbling that I've made. <clears throat> but we are humble before God as that uh, <clears throat> tax collector was as he smote on his chest and he wouldn't even lift up his eyes to heaven because <clears throat> he wasn't worthy. He just said, be merciful to me, <clears throat> a sinner. And then it says, and pray. So the humblest comes within our heart <clears throat> first, and then we pray because we've been uh, given a desire to pray and see our need for prayer. And it says, and seek my face. And I think that too is in our prayers. Whenever we uh, pray, that it ought to be that we seek that face of God, that he would look upon us pro uh, uh, in a positive manner and see us in that righteousness of Christ and <clears throat> that our sins might be forgiven. In other places, over in uh, Matthew, it talks about how we ought to forgive as we're forgiven. Uh, so that's part of the criteria of you coming to the Lord in righteousness. That's a difficult thing for us. But <clears throat> he says, Matthew 6 and 9, we're all familiar with that, that exemplatory prayer of, of the Lord. <clears throat> it gives quite a few things that we can look at. First of all, it says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The Lord is set apart from all others. And <clears throat> it says, Thy kingdom come. Kingdom is made up of people, of persons, or the, the population of that kingdom which we're in. Uh, <clears throat> The kingdom of God, I believe, is to all believers. Not all are, are in his church, but uh, it says, Thy will be done. So we seek the things of Christ upon this earth. Be done here as it is in heaven. Those things that in heaven we know all is according to his will. Here, not so much. But that's what we desire, and that's what we pray. And then it says, Give us our needs, verse 11. It says daily bread, but I think that comprehends all things that we need. It talks about over there about the sparrows and how the Lord takes care of the things in nature that they don't put in storehouses. They don't do anything to take care of themselves, but he provides for them. And <clears throat> he does the same for us. And it says forgive our debtors as we forget our, as we, or forgive our, us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And then it says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We know the Lord doesn't tempt us with evil, yeah. but sometimes he does lead us into trials because of the, the things that we uh, have within us. And so it says, deliver us from evil. All those things that might come upon us that would be considered contrary to God, whether it's in the world, in our heart, in our mind, whatever it might be. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So we know that the Lord is in control, that he has all the power, power to save, uh, power to <clears throat> rule over his kingdom and those that are a part of it, and that <clears throat> the, his glory, that brightness, that's a, the, the, the Greek for the uh, glory is that brightness, that brightness is what enlightens us, it, what uh, lightens the city of God. It lightens the mind and the heart of men <clears throat> to understand what he says. 
We know the Lord listens to the prayers of the righteous. And I think in particular the the in his praises and things that we have is praise of him and the confession of our sins. In James five fifteen it says the prayer of faith shall save the sick and shall raise him up, and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. So it can touch, it's more than just the sickness of the flesh, I believe. <clears throat> it says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I don't know any of us can say we're truly righteous, but only in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> <clears throat> When we think about Ezekiel and others that uh, we have represented that says that uh, <clears throat> the word of Christ came to me, <clears throat> or the word of the Lord came into me in the Old Testament. Uh, Joseph Benson, B- Benson talks about the elders it says to acquaint me with the real character of these men and what i should say to them would be another way to 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 have or to say what ezekiel said there these men have set up their idols in their heart they're not only inclined to idolatry in their heart but they have actually set up idols to worship and worship them it seems however that their idolatry consisted not entirely of uh, deserting, <clears throat> deserting, but in corrupting and polluting the service of the true God, intermixing it with foreign worship and supplications, learning from the heathen, <clears throat> or learned from the heathen, and have set up a stumbling block. Their idols were both the object of sin, their sin, the occasion of their ruin, and I should, and <clears throat> Lord said, I should be, in, should I be inquired at all of them? Shall I give them any counsel or any answer concerning that which they inquire to me of these such hypocrites? So when we think about that, that is an example of what we see a lot of times in some of the faith uh, activities are called faith in, in different places where especially you see a lot of this on the internet where they're waving their hands or jumping around and everybody's praying and talking at the same nobody knows what's going on it's all individual of the people it's nothing uh, solemn about it that where the lord is actually uh giving a peace and a calm and an environment where people can learn and people can study be preached to or or read the word or whatever some of those things are are contrary and it sets up a stumbling block before others because they say that's the way it's supposed to be you're supposed to go and feel good and we do feel good i feel good when i'm with y'all we enjoy the comfort and and the company of god's people hearing their causes and being able to pray for them or them hearing ours and praying for us and if we pray together we talk together and we learn something maybe we didn't know before or maybe something we hadn't paid attention to before. We know that that is what we see in the Old Testament of where the men came together and they were in one place in one accord 
In places like we see now, we don't know who's in accord or what. They don't know if they got any chords or not. You know, they're singing a lot, but a lot of it not not really together. Uh, he wrote again about Jerusalem not being spared. He said, uh, <clears throat> of course, it's Joseph Benson again, and they shall comfort you when you see their they shall comfort you when you see their ways. And when you see them repenting of their sins and reforming their lives and humbling themselves before God, justifying his conduct toward them, talking about how he acted to put the plagues or whatever it might be to correct them and quietly accepting the punishment of their iniquity. And you shall know that I have not done without a cause. So... The Lord's cause in correcting us, putting chastisement or correction, or even just hearing a message that changes something in our life <clears throat> that that <clears throat> we've been holding on to or letting it fester like a like a wound that's infected or something like that, then <clears throat> we can see that the Lord has done something and there was a cause for it. And it happens every day. It happens moment by moment. When we come here and we see somebody that hadn't been here in a while or we see something that uh, uh, we haven't seen before that's to our benefit or we haven't noticed uh, that those things, and the Lord has done that because he loved us, because he has prepared that for us before we even thought about the need. It says, not without not without a just provocation, talking about what the Lord does, and yet without a gracious, yet not without a gracious design. All that I have done in it, talking about the Lord, Jerusalem and among its inhabitants, when, when afflictions have done their work and have accomplished that for which they were sent, then it will appear the wisdom and goodness of God in sending them and God will not be not only be justified, but be glorified in those things. We see that when <clears throat> maybe in foreign part of our life, where we're going very contrary to the Lord, and when He showed those things to us, then we gave Him glory and praise for bringing us out of those things. Because <clears throat> we know if we contended in them, they wouldn't stay in that order. They would tend continually spiral downward. And go go into things even worse. <clears throat> that quote that he had is from uh, Ezekiel fourteen twenty three. It says, and "They shall comfort you when you see their ways and their doings, and you shall know that I have not done without a cause all that I have done in it," saith the Lord. So we know God doesn't do anything without a cause, unlike men that do things just to be doing. They're arbitrary in a lot of things without purpose or any meaningful purpose, maybe for the moment, but it's not for anything that that <clears throat> is beneficial to anybody else or any continuing purpose. All that the Lord does is for something that's continuing. It's a <clears throat> either in the uh, correcting and making us grow or to bring us out of something, which again, that's growth as well. But we know that in a lot of places he talks about these things. In Genesis 7, 4, it says, For yet seven days, and will I cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights, 
For every living substance that I have made, I will destroy from off the face of the earth. What was the cause of that? It was a state of mind of men in general. The spiraling uh, downward uh, that in every way that uh, it could be thought of, I assume by what we read, they dig their way deeper and deeper into sin. Because he says that every imagination of man was, was evil. And the, even the thoughts of his heart and was only vanity continually, it says in another place. <clears throat> could it have been worse than today? We assume it could be. He hadn't come back, taken us out of here, and we know that uh, the tribulation is coming. But, you know, the vast majority of the human race that we have knowledge of through media and uh, personal relationships that we have, uh, even now in other places in the world, <clears throat> we know that regardless of the people, Christ are not, uh, they're not, Christian rather, are not speaking out against things we know to be sin, not like we ought to be. We see it maybe more often now than it was for quite a while, but we know <clears throat> what we see as bad or evil or even criminal sometimes uh, not, don't seem to be so bad anymore. I was reading some articles about some places out in uh, Colorado and some other places where they're actually uh, passing laws that you can't even speak against these things. You know, California's got that. Uh, <clears throat> other places you see that it's becoming more and more so that we don't have that freedom of speech to say something is evil or bad. But we know that <coughs> that was the reason the earth was destroyed the first time. And we know as Moses was instructed to speak to Pharaoh, when Pharaoh's heart was hardened, the Lord gave two causes for his action. The number one is in, in <coughs> Exodus 9.14, the other one in 9.16. And it says that first one, 9.14, for I, will, for I will at this time send all my plagues upon thine heart and upon thy servants and upon thy people, that thou mayest know that there is none like me in all the earth. So he set, the Lord set himself in control. And there's nothing they could do to rid themselves of all the plagues that he set forth. So first God establishes who he is in no uncertain time, and yet men of that time especially the Pharaoh, I'm sure others that were in great idolatry in Egypt, uh, refused to believe and submit willingly to what God said. <clears throat> in 9.16 it says, and, <clears throat> and in very deed for this cause I have raised thee up, the Pharaoh of, of Egypt, for to show in my, thee my power and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. So he had a purpose for the children of Israel going down there. More than one purpose, I think. And it talks about that in a lot of different places. But for this particular time, this particular purpose, was that his name would be declared throughout all the earth. All the known world at the time, men would talk about him because of these things that he had done. And, of course, we know later on, they were commanded to repeat these things. Let, let their children know that what a great God did these things. Romans 9, uh, 
17 gives us pretty much the same thing. It says, For the Scripture saith unto Pharaoh, For even the same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. And we know in another place it talks about him raising up kings and bringing them down and uh, powers that be and all those things. And so <clears throat> Moses declared in Deuteronomy a cause for his actions there in 8, eight and 2, and it says, <clears throat> Thou shalt remember all the ways which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee and to know what was in thine heart whether thou wouldst keep his commandments or no. We know a lot of times they didn't. But that's kind of a repeat of what we saw in some of the things in the first in the New Testament. In Deuteronomy 8.3 it says, And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not. Neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee to know that man doth not live by bread alone, bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth men live. Where do we hear that other? <clears throat> we hear that again from Christ when he's tempted of the devil. And so the Lord has the cause for setting these things before men and before us. And the cause is that we might learn of him, that we might be able to emulate Christ and to uh, walk in the way that he would walk in the steps that he that he said, as it says over in the New Testament, that we walk even as he, as he, he walked. <clears throat> the saint of God really is, <clears throat> uh, I guess, we go through hardships and challenges and persecutions. Uh, not so much of us that we realize as persecutions as we see other people, but sometimes we are ridiculed and stuff by others. It says what we do is kind of stupid. Not, you know, uh, I've heard that before. <clears throat> but the Lord challenges us in these things, and it ought to bring us close to the Lord in the truths of His Word. And we see how that He does work and things that should help us to uh, bring His Word out within our life. In Psalms 119 and 61, it says, Princes have persecuted me without cause, that my heart standeth in awe of thy word. Yeah. So when we're persecuted, we're pressed sometimes beyond measure, as the Bible says in another place, that we are, whether it's through uh, actions of other people or it's from our own inadequacies, that we should stand in awe of the Lord's word that he has brought things to pass for a reason, for a, for a uh, cause that he has done these things. In John fifteen twenty five, it says, but, but this is coming to pass, <clears throat> that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without cause. If the, wor if the world hated, hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Jesus set that forth before his disciples. But it's set forth before us as well. So when we see all these protests and all those things, we know that it's talking about us as well. Uh, especially when there are these evil and terrible things that we see going on. He said, if you were of the world, the world would have loved his own. But because you are not of the world, but have chose, I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember that 
what the word I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. And if they have kept my sayings, they will also keep yours. So the things that those of God's people, uh, if they keep what the Lord said, then they're going to keep what we say too. I mean, if ours is according to the Lord's word and the things that set forth from pulpits, from conversation, or whatever that we can help one another or that we can share that word to somebody that's lost. And we know that uh, the things that happen to us sometimes, it seems uh, like it's wrong, that it shouldn't be that way, but uh, sometimes it seems that people are glad when they do things against God's people. The psalmist said in thirty-five nineteen, "Let not them that are mine enemies wrongfully rejoice over me; neither let them walk with wink with the eye that hate me without cause, for they speak not peace, but they devise de- deceitful matters against them that are quiet in the land." We're the ones that's quiet in the land. We have the peace of God within us. Men try to do things against us, but we have an obligation to. Uh, <clears throat> advance the gospel according to his word and that we are to (coughs) strive to press forward to that end and (coughs) that we do that by the things that we follow God's word and we're going to move ahead a little bit about out of time it says in 1st John 5 2 by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments <clears throat> for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous yeah. and that they're, they're glad we're glad to do those things and <clears throat> so Paul wrote in Philippians 4 1 therefore my brethren dearly beloved long for my joy my crown so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. <clears throat> that's what we ought to say to everyone that we meet yeah. that's of God and that we strengthen those if we, uh, if we can through whatever means we can. You know, we, we do a lot on social media now, or a lot do. We do a little bit. But uh, nonetheless, by that means, sometimes we can strengthen those that, that are on there as well and those that uh, have difficulties or those Lord that share joy and praise and that we can encourage others and as they maybe others see us doing these things uh, when we're doing them that they're encouraged and then they're intrigued what are these people talking about they might have a question to ask that we might can answer if we can't we know where the answers are prayerfully we can find it